0: Uh, Steve in the J Tech Construction Zone Twitter feed uh, also Morning, would, would like to recommend the brownie batter cookie. He didn't specify if he's going with the scotch on that or not, but I think as we got into the cookie conversation, he uh, suggested the brownie batter cookie. I don't know. Would that have the same impact on a uh, scotch? It's just oh. your your standard? Only one way to find out. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's your birthday.
1: I like the, well, sh- give, it a, give it a shot. Yeah, I... You know what? We're bringing people together today. Yeah. Chocolate chip cookies and scotch are two of my favorite things. I've just never thought to combine them. If you haven't them. had breakfast yet. Yeah. Oh, it's, there you go. It's, what time is it in the East Coast? Oh, okay. It's still not quite there, but hey. then somebody it's play at 11? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's like two in the afternoon in Scotland. So. There you go. <laughs> there it is.
0: There you go. Uh, let us get into tell well, next just everything in life. With our friend Mike Schaefer, Husker 24-7 Sports, who joins us. Uh, Schaefer, I know I, as you have adulted, and by the way, welcome back to the States. You are, uh, you're on a little little vacation. Every time I sort of catch up with you, you're, you're somewhere else. You're, you're, you're doing this vacation or you're doing that, yet you, you are one of the hardest working recruiting analysts that we have. How do you have time for all this, my man? <laughs>
2: Well, you're really gonna be annoyed by that. It really hasn't been vacation for whatever I've missed lately, but um, <laughs> I actually will be on vacation next week. I'm going out to Vegas to uh, to lose a bunch of money and yeah. and help grow the casinos out there.
0: You're not going to Arizona doing a little uh, spring training? Uh, oh,
2: I'm doing that too. okay. I'm going uh, we're we're doing Vegas for conference tournament week, and okay. then uh, I'm gonna pop over to Phoenix for a couple of days, catch a catch a world baseball classic game as the United States plays Great Britain. Uh, So I can say that I've seen one of those, and um, I couldn't tell you anybody now on Great Britain's roster that Jazz Chisholm has has uh, bowed out. I'm not entirely sure (laughs) why he's playing for Great Britain, but amazing uh, name too. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's what I've got going on. So I I guess this is my way of saying I will not be on air next
1: week. Okay, noted. Noted, Jimmy. Noted. Did Did they let the Britain team use wider bats, (laughs) cricket bats? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What cricket? (laughs) <laughs> that's what i wondering. Like a paddle? I don't
0: know. I just when I think of baseball, I don't think of Great Britain. No, but that's you no, know, you don't. It's not their pastime, so that's that's okay. Um, have you ever? I, now, do you dabble in scotch or bourbon as well? And has have you ever tried to pair it with a chocolate chip cookie?
2: Uh, I have not paired it with a chocolate chip cookie. I have partook in both. I'm not a big scotch person. I just isn't. You know, maybe that develops uh, as I as I age, but right now, like I would I would definitely choose bourbon over those two things. Um, but I have not developed the taste for Scotch that a lot of other people uh, in their mid thirties yeah. now have profoundly found uh, and you know partaken. So yeah, I, the the chocolate chip cookie thing I don't fully understand. I will say I have enjoyed. Uh, I, I saw a brewery do this a few years ago, and now I'm seeing it pop up everywhere. People are now doing pairings of Girl Scouts yes. movies, uh, to, to go with their breweries and yeah. the beers that they offer. Uh, so, you know, it's not the worst thing to go to a brewery and you order a beer and they give you a cookie with it. Yeah, Some of the little people cookie cookie I've worked with life.
1: would sell outside breweries.
2: Oh, so sure. proud of them.
0: Yeah. So proud of I them. Could, I could probably pound a sleeve of Thin mints after,
1: you know, a, a couple of heavy <laughs>
0: stouts. And I'm not even a big stout I mean, for guy. a
1: side hustle, I'd become a Girl Scout and move to Colorado and set up outside a dispensary start selling cookies I there. I
2: really have not bought any yet this year. I don't know what's going on. Me either. No one's come to the house to sell any, and I, for whatever reason, have not, like, wandered upon a public space where they're just there selling them. Yeah. Outside of, and I thought this was genius, after the game on Saturday against uh, Minnesota, there was some enterprising young girl <laughs> selling cookies right outside of Pinnacle Bank Arena and just mm-hmm. cleaning house.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Now, did Dylan Raiola? Did he? Uh, do we know if he purchased yes. a Girl Scout box or two, to really I, to I really incorporate himself did. with the fans?
2: I, I have no idea if he did. He's too busy having selfies with random people from Nebraska.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, Housewives. I I know of one that uh, I just you know got on Facebook uh, earlier in the week, and I saw her. Who she's happily married, got kids, and she's there posing with the 17 year old.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, he was a uh, he was a rock star on uh, on Saturday, and so um, you know it was. I had a I had a great view of it standing there in the rail yard, watching across the street as like a crowd of like five hundred people formed a semicircle yeah. around this high school kid. But it was a it was a unique experience. He loved it, and that's what's important uh, for Nebraska's efforts and trying to pull him in.
1: Hey, Shea, you tweeted about Gatlin Bear, one of the top targets for Nebraska going to the uh all america bowl um just kind of what does this mean for his recruitment if if anything
2: well it, it's big for a kid like that because he's in idaho and you know he's already got 20 offers so it's not like he's he's undiscovered at this point but it gives him an opportunity kind of similar to malachi coleman where it's like yeah this is a really good athlete what does it mean as a football player well malachi was able to go down to san antonio and and he put up good numbers and Perform very well. And it gives Jatlin Bear a chance to go work and to, to go attempt to do something similar, to, to have an opportunity to prove, like, you know, I might be in a state that isn't known for producing the best D1 football players, but I am one of the best D1 football recruits right now. And so I, I think that uh, is, a, is a great opportunity for him. I mean, he's a, he's a really good athlete. We're talking about a, like a six foot, 290 pound wide receiver. He's running like a 10 4 in the 100 or a ten-five in the 100. I mean, he's, he's again, just like a Matt Rule special when it comes to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He's going to absolutely fly. And then throwing the fact that, I mean, he's throwing down dunks. He's just a really, really good athlete. Uh, and he's someone that the staff, I think, has really put an emphasis on um, early on. It's kind of a unique situation. He is an uh, – an, uh, religiously, he's, he's an LDS follower, and so he's going to do a two-year mission before he goes to school. And so that's kind of a unique thing. We haven't seen that a lot at Nebraska. I don't think that'll prohibit or, or change any in interest uh, with Nebraska um, for him. But I, I do think that's kind of a unique thing that we haven't seen a lot of recruits have to do or choose to do, I should say, um, you know, prior to attending the school.
0: Shafe, some of the early work on the 2025 class too. I know that especially if Nebraska is able to land Dylan Ryle, the 2024 class could be potentially one that really shapes the the program under this current tenure in Matt Rule. But when you look at the the 2025 potential there I mean is, is there an argument to be made that that is the one that could really give you a even stronger idea of how effective this coaching staff can be when it does come to recruiting
2: yeah I mean you know it's, it's funny you bring that up I was talking with a member of Nebraska staff about that very thing and they're like whatever we do in 2024 it's important for people to know that when you get to a place like we did in December um, of, a, of a cycle you, you're obviously focused on." trying to finish out 2023 and yeah. we just don't have the relationships built to bring a kid to Nebraska necessarily in every case in the way that we normally would want to. So he felt like as good as 2024 could be. And obviously, you know, they're in on several of the best players in the country. So it's not like it's been a rough start for that class, but um, he feels like 2025 they'll actually be able to flex their ability to build a lot of relationships yeah. in some of these areas where they really hope to kind of start pulling Uh, these recruits, and so I know for him specifically, you know, it's it's, um, further away from Nebraska. It's not necessarily Midwest, but it's it's out there, and so he needs that sort of time, especially this upcoming spring, and he's going to try to, you know, he's he's certainly going to go after some 2024s, but he feels like his success in this area is going to be a lot more tied to the 2025 class and beyond. He's going to have more time to recruit it, and you're going to get to see the fruits of the labor. Nebraska goes out and they have a successful season, it's going to make it a lot easier right. to recruit future
1: classes. So Trev Alberts on Wednesday on his show said that he felt like um, he, there's a lot of momentum right now, and that was sort of piggybacking off the the Dylan Raiola visit to Lincoln and, and all that stuff. But I'm just wondering how drastically would the opinion change on momentum if Raiola goes to Oregon and says, yep, uh, I'm I'm going to Oregon?
2: You know, it, it would definitely change things. It would. There would be a little bit of a situation where it feels like a, you know, a letdown for people. But I, as big as Dylan Rayola is, and as much as we spend our time talking about him, he's one piece of a process, and you have to have other things go right beyond just Dylan Rayola for this to be actual momentum. Yeah. And they're going out there, and they're they're going to bring in uh an impressive group of, of recruits this month and then they're going to turn around and they're going to start having official visits in april and then they're going to have their camp circuit in june i mean and it, it all builds like this is all night this is all the off-season stuff so i mean nebraska effectively is good at this every year whether it's been matt rule scott frost mike riley you know to an extent both felini especially bill callahan uh you know and then I didn't really pay attention to recruiting before that, but <laughs> the off season has never been the problem for Nebraska football. Yeah. So whatever momentum they have in the offseason is fantastic. They need to have momentum in the season. They need to be able to go week to week to week, and you're getting a quality product, and it's one that people can believe in. Because that's ultimately what is going to keep Matt Rule around. It's not whether or not he gets Dylan Rayola, whether he can put wins on the board with the guys that are on the roster, and continue to grow that program and send it in the direction that Trevor Albert's wants. The off-season momentum is nice, but we don't have to pretend like they don't have this every year. I mean, yeah. last year, just think about all the conversation about the new assistant hires and what Mickey Josephson brings to Nebraska and yada, yada, yada. They went out and lost the Northwestern. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I traffic in them. I make my living in recruiting. I make my living in off-season recruiting and, and off-season momentum. is really good at it. Stay a little bit grounded, you know, because the season's still coming. There's still going to be a gut punch that you got to survive. Like, they're not going to go 12-0. and 0. I, I feel very comfortable saying that. What? I know that, uh, you know. Hot take. You heard it here first. Some of the <laughs> but, you know, like, as great as this feels, this isn't why you care about Nebraska football. That portion's still coming. And the portion that makes you feel horrible is still coming. And that can still happen. So, you know, offseason momentum's nice, but this isn't really new for around here.
0: That's that's a very sobering reminder on a Friday shave. What the hell?
2: Yeah, I I don't want to be that much of a downer, but <laughs> it's the reality. Like I, you know,
1: like He didn't say they wouldn't go 11 I want to and cover 1. a
2: football program, but like I want to cover a football program where offseason momentum is expected because you're good in the fall. Yeah. Do you also I want to cover a football program where people are more excited about wins in the fall than they are recruiting visits? In March. And I get that it's my job to, to push these things, but for as big and as great as and all of this is, none of it matters if you don't start stacking W's in the, the right months of the year.
1: Mike, like, do, you, do you also go to little kids' birthday parties with a push pin in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> to pop all the balloons?
2: I mean, sometimes. <laughs>
1: Gather around, kids. Let's talk about Santa
2: Claus. <laughs> Look. Someone has to make people realize that it's not all rainbows and, you know, sparkles. We don't live in a Lisa Frank world. There's cold, cold <laughs> reality.
0: Yep. That was well said. Hey, did you break down the uh the the video of the the tug of wars uh the other day too, especially the coaches?
2: I thought when that question started, did you I thought you were just going to be like, "Did you just break down
0: well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm always worried about that, especially when you are the get off my lawn guy. When it comes to your your rational, logical takes that we just don't need on a Friday, a sunny Friday morning. But you know, that's just hey, as the what resident curmudgeon here, I, I'm Team Shafe. Mm-hmm.
2: Shafe, Shafe, tell know. me how
0: bad Cleveland baseball is going to be too. While you're at it, I mean, just just kick my dog, okay.
2: Well, you want to talk about the opposite of Nebraska football? Like Cleveland never has any off-season moments. <laughs> no, they, they don't. Have my time complaining in the off season. That's why when they make Even a they postseason
0: run, it's pleasantly surprising.
2: Right. Right, but then I get mad because they don't win against the Yankees yep. and they have a two to one lead in the series, and I have to listen to Bob Costas wax poetically about games from 1962 that nobody gives a uh, a word. I'm not going to say on air about. So. Um, you know, there's, there's always that side of it too. So yeah, I guess I'm true. never really happy. We're just sitting on the couch right now, and I'm just having therapy on a Friday morning. Yeah. And
0: sometimes it's, uh, that's what we need, though, to, to really jumpstart our weekend. This you is inspiring be real.
2: stuff, by yeah. the way. You just got to be real with yourself
0: sometimes. It's just that, that happens. Well, Shafe, um, you know, go out, maybe give somebody a hug or take a nap, <laughs> one or the other.
2: I, let me say, <laughs> I have been impressed by how things have gone. For Matt Rule and the staff, mm. I think the future is very, very bright. I just also feel like we've now with the rail thing, it's almost gotten to be like a little bit too much. Yeah, like I, yeah. I said this on another program. Like it just it casts such a shadow over everything else. Right. Like what really still matters is they gotta they gotta put this team together and go win games. No, you're right. Um, you're absolutely fall. right. And then we can really talk about momentum. Everything else is great until the games start. Let's see if it's still great when the games do start.
0: Spot on, Chafe. Have a great weekend. Go guards. Uh, just remember, you always double down on eleven. I know you know that, but just re- I'm just reminding you. You always double down on eleven.
2: And you split those. Uh, you split Jack. Split. Yep. You split, uh, split King. You know, anytime you've yeah. got a twenty against a six that's showing, you got to split.
0: Yeah, really piss off the table. Really piss it off, okay?
2: Unless you don't have enough I, money I left to double like down, then. I'm sitting there mumbling under my breath about how someone else is playing. Yeah, like, so well, I'm, I'm sitting there with like twelve dollars left in me yeah, You, you <laughs> amateur! You just pulled the dealer's bus card. Come on! <laughs> All
0: right, man, enjoy it. Uh, safe travels. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. All
2: right, John's good. Guys, have a good one. Old-
0: It's Mike Schaefer, Husker 24-7 Sports. All right, we're coming back with the deuce. We also got some college baseball to talk about. The Nebraska baseball team is in a big weekend series up in the Twin Cities of the Cambria College Classic. We're going to talk to Pat Eberts, who is covering that for D1Baseball.com right at the top of the hour. But the deuce and more next, 1620 The Zone.